is going on, senoras y senores? Welcome on into today's union match preview as we look ahead to tomorrow afternoon's union match down in the A, facing off against Atlanta United at the Benz at the home of Atlanta United. No, not the Falcons, Atlanta United soccer. It should be an interesting one. Obviously, this and Atlanta, or I should say the Benz and Atlanta in general, used to be a fortress. It used to be so difficult to play down there, and these, it's not really this thing, but. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get to a reason why I'm, I'm really excited for this match, particularly as this team continues to roll on throughout the MLS. It seems like nobody can stop this damn team. And I think it's time to kind of just reflect. This is a really fun team. This is a really fun season. And this is nothing like we've ever experienced. And I'll even go as far as to say in Philly sports. I mean, maybe the 04 Eagles This was as fun as the 2017 Eagles as well. Um, but yeah, guys, this is pretty exciting stuff. They're dominating the team or dom dominating every team they're playing, I should say. And if you look at it, right? So the beauty of, of the sport that we cover in, in Philadelphia is soccer. It is a worldwide sport. Every single country, it is the main sport, right? And when you look at all the clubs throughout the world from Germany, England, Spain, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, United States, all these countries, over three, thousand teams and yet the philadelphia union philadelphia is in the top 197th overall team that's how good this team has been this year and that's why philadelphia should be watching because this is not just the best team in philadelphia it's not just the best team in the united states this is the top 100 team in the world ladies and gentlemen we'll get to why they're so damn good but i want to welcome everybody to Union Match Preview. We're obviously going to break down what's going to happen tomorrow afternoon down in the Benz, but I also want to hear from you guys. We're going to have some topics here today discussing why the Union are so spectacular, and that's the word we're going to use. They are a spectacular soccer team, but right now we do have YouTube and TikTok's comment section now available, so if you guys have any thoughts on tomorrow's match, or if you're just a fan of the Union, fan of the MLS, soccer in general, and primarily whatever you want to call it or, or talk about, Comment section's open for you guys. Definitely cut, keep dropping those comments, questions, concerns in both of those comment sections. Do me a solid and make sure you guys keep it related. Uh, we will have Eagles game preview after this one, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But right now, I'm dropping the link in the comment section here on YouTube. If you guys want to be a part of the show, would love to have you guys on. The link is in the comment section. Copy and paste that bad boy. Backstage is open, so come and hang out for a little bit. I will get you guys on a little bit later on in the preview. I would love to hear what you guys have to say and how you guys feel about tomorrow afternoon's match, so definitely come on in. And just a quick reminder that today's edition of Unimatch Preview is sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain watch. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of this opportunity. Get yourself that Lots Rain watch and make sure you guys are using my promo code at the checkout page as it's, uh, it's a good one. To go. What's up, TikTok? How y'all feeling here today? Y'all ready for tomorrow? I am fucking stoked for tomorrow. So I'm let's I'm excited to get to it. I want to also welcome Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter in the building. Welcome everyone. I appreciate everyone checking it out, spending this Friday afternoon here with me. Uh Drummond Sports Cards checking in, saying hello. Drum sports cards. Hello to you, sir or ma'am. Appreciate you coming in here. What's happening? We got um Destroyer Gaming 8. Welcome, brother. How, how you feeling, man? What's up to you, man? Welcome on in. Are you a soccer fan? Are you a union fan? Are you a Philly sports fan? But welcome, Destroy Gamer. 
Pleasure seeing you here, man. Uh, Silv, no, I have not seen Westworld. Not, not, uh, not really been interested in the Westworld. A little bit busy these days. You know, Philly sports never sleep, and neither do I. Say hydrate, my friends. Hey, what's up, Beth? We got Beth in the building. What's going on? I uh, hope you're doing well as, as well, Beth. I appreciate you coming in here. You just made it in time because we're about to get into today's match preview. All the fun stuff uh, here today. But, guys, keep throwing those comments in, the, in both uh, comment sections. We have TikTok open. We have YouTube open here as well. So keep dropping those comments, questions, and concerns in both of those chats. But I want to start off today, as we talked about it at the top of it, the brilliance and how spectacular the Philadelphia Union have been this entire year. There are three different factors that I want to talk about and what makes this team so spectacular. And they're just bringing history. They are changing the narrative around uh, soccer in America in general. The way they play, the style of play that they play with, just the way they have built this team has really caught in a lot of eyes and has stirred up a lot of conversations throughout the world. But it's truly remarkable when you look at how this team is built they are elite at a lot of different positions throughout this league, right? But this team is still in the bottom five as far as far as payroll goes. And that's just the brilliance of it. You're seeing a lot of teams, especially those teams have had success in this league prior. Your LA Galaxies, your LAFCs, your Atlanta Uniteds. Uh, I guess you could throw Inter Milan or Inter Milan. Jeez Louise. Brett, call, call the show off. We just ruined it. Inter Miami. They wish they were Inter Milan, but Inter Miami hasn't had success, but also has dropped big money down. But you've noticed that all those teams have been spending money essentially just to spend the money, just to get the big high-class names from the biggest leagues, and not all the time do those players fit with what they're trying to do philosophy-wise, tactic-wise, and it just doesn't pan out. And then you fall into just mediocrity, which L.A. has been really doing since the early 2010s. Atlanta United starting to get into that as well. We'll get to them in just a second. But the way the union have been building is the way you're supposed to do. I, I will always say that the union should spend some more money. But I can't really complain about it now when you know we're about to talk about what they've done this year. It's pretty remarkable. But it's not how you spend the money. It is it's not, no, I'm sorry. Let me, let me retract. Let me retract. It's not the fact that you spend the money. It's how you spend the money, I should say. I'm sorry. The union have one of the bot, had the bottom five lowest payrolls in this league. And they're still in first place. Why is that? Right. In most other, most other sports, most other leagues, you would think that, all right, so maybe they're like a mediocre team to a bottom half team, right? But the reason why they're so good, number one, they emphasize scouting. A lot of the team, a lot of the players that you see in the eleven and in just in the in the eighteen and just in the team in general, these are diamonds in the rough. You got a Jakob Glasses coming from the region league. You got a Jack Elliott taking an unorthodox route into soccer, professional soccer, coming from England, going to, through the college route, which not a lot of American players do anymore. You got Kai Wagner coming from third division German soccer. Leon Fock coming over from second division German soccer. And Brujo Martinez coming over from Venezuela, who slowly started to make a name for themselves as a soccer entity around the world, especially in America. A lot of Venezuelan flair throughout the league, and it's really been beneficial. Ali was obviously the cornerstone piece, was the biggest signing that we had up until 2016 because of the fact that, you know, he was a U.S. men's national team guy and he had a lot of notoriety and he really has changed the culture around. He's been the captain since 2016. Daniel Gazdak from the Hungarian 
Premier League, whatever they call it over there. Julian Carranza was written off in Miami, was chosen over, or they chose Gonzalo Higuain, the old-ass, bearded and belly Gonzalo Higuain over Julian Carranza. And then, of course, Michael Ua, who not a lot of people knew coming over from Denmark. Oh, but he's making a name for himself now. Oh, you best believe that. The Philadelphia Union are about to break the gold differential record, and it only takes his plus two. Two, it's just two nothing victory, and they're in. They have tied the record. Plus 48. That would be the gold differential to tie the record. That's remarkable. Now, if you've been going through this team through the last 10 years, my per se, I've been up and down, but since like 2018, I've diligently watched this team every match, every second. But this team, it was constantly, and I'm talking constantly, always in the negatives when it came to goal differential. And something clicked and something changed. But you see the way that still, with I mean, they're plus 46, but the way this team has been built has been through the defense. That defensive structure was the first thing that Ernst Tanner implemented with this team. If you guys remember the 2019 season heading into 2020 season, the one thing that Ernst wanted to prove upon was the goals allowed. It was way too many 2019, and it was not good enough for Ernst Tanner heading into 2020. They changed that around. And then for 2020-2021, they really emphasized the defense of what you saw. And last year, with this style, made it almost all the way to the MLS Cup Final. And then you look at the brilliance of the offseason. And this is where we're going back to. It's not spending. It's not just spending money. It's how you spend the money. Ernst Tanner essentially flipped Jamiro Montero, Sergio Santos, and Casper Shabilko in, in the span of three months. And it upgraded it with Gazdak, Karansa, and Ua, who are just destroying the league. So when you're trying to build a team, and there are other examples of this throughout the league, but when you're trying to build a championship caliber team, defensive structure to me is more important. The goals might not come right away. The success might not come right away. But building that defensive structure is more important than anything else. For a long time, this league, a lot of these clubs were not spending the dough for the defenders. And you had a bunch of exciting, high-scoring games. That's cool and all. But then when you're going to go up against interna other international teams, a.k.a. Champions League, you struggle. Because you can't keep up with the speed of players from Liga Mekis who make more than you. And the Nashville, I see clubs like Nashville, I see clubs like Montreal, just as examples, have really taken on that defensive structure and have been successful teams. I want to say that Nashville and Montreal are the most talented teams, but they're very well disciplined and they have that defensive structure. And yes, it does help when you have a Jordi Mahalovic and you do have a Huni Mukhtar. It does help for sure. But that's, the, to me, the most important part about it. Um, obviously, look, they have been scoring goals. And they have broken the record for the most games where they have scored six or more goals in the shortest span. And that's coming from the Athletic. Shouts out to Sam Sheskul. Uh, I'll, I'll double check that. But shouts to Sam from the Athletic. He, he put that out in his latest article. Since July 8th, this team has had four matches where they have scored six or more goals. Now, again... If you've been going through this team for the last 10 years, 
That's not normal. That's not like that's not typical union soccer. This team is in its history has struggled to score those goals. And yet this team has found a way to find a way to get those goals. It's really remarkable. So now it brings to the final point here, and that's the supporter shield. It's something that we won here two years ago. And now the supporter shield, we are in the driver's seat for it. And it's a and it's a tight race right now. And although it just seems like it is just us and LFC, Montreal's still kicking around just there a little bit. They're just seven points behind us. And they're just five points behind LAFC. Union are sitting in the in the in the driver's seat with 63 points. And he, and the year three key matches. Now, obviously, midweek we had a couple matches, and that helped with the match in hand. Now we're all even. LAFC drop points again. Um, and so this week, three matches that you need to keep an eye out if you are interested in supporter shield, if you are a union fan. It's number one tomorrow, 7:30. Montreal will be in New England. Now, although it does seem like New England's dead and you know their playoff chances are essentially done, and ironically enough, all the crap that New England fans are talking, especially Bruce Arena, oh how the tides have turned, my friends, from the one seed to no seed. But hey, you know it is what it is. So we'll see what happens, and that's always been a bitter rival between the two. That's a that's a that's a rivalry that we don't really talk about enough here in, in in the MLS, but that should be a fun one. And Montreal's going to be in New England, so that should be a very interesting one. I would be surprised if Montreal walks out with three points, but hey, it's the MLS. We've seen crazier things. Um, tomorrow as well at 9 p.m. Right after that that Montreal Nashville match. So I'm sorry that after that Montreal and New England match, your Saturday is set. Right, you got the Uni 3:30. You got Montreal at 7.30, and then you got uh, Austin at 9 o'clock. Austin facing off against Nashville at Q2 Stadium. That's going to be another big one. Uh, obviously, Nashville is you know trying to improve their seating. They have finally kind of arisen and woken up, and they're playing much better soccer. And so that's going to be a very fun matchup, but also very tough for Austin. I'm not really – I don't think Austin's in this anymore. They are two points behind Montreal with 54 points in fourth in the Supporter Shield standings. But it's going to be a fun matchup. And I and I think I'd be really interested to see. And then of course on Sunday, you got the, the the big one, right? You got LAFC hosting the Houston Dynamo. We all saw a couple matches ago. Houston taking it to LAFC, winning down in Houston. Now going back up to LA. We'll see how LAFC responds to that one. And I'm really excited to watch that one as well. Uh, LAFC's really struggled of just integrating all these new pieces. You have a lot of talent, but you still got to play. This is a team sport. That's been the tricky part for LAFC. It's always the tricky part, especially when you got a lot of different personalities, and it's and it, and it also makes it very, very interesting to see, man. What's up, Elijah? How you feeling, brother? Come on, you boys in blue. Come on, you boys in blue. Phillies, blue and gold. Phillies, blue and gold. Elijah's in the mood. I I love that, man. I love that. Um, Let's see here. Brian, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate you, brother. Welcome to the family, man. Hope you're ready to talk some Philly sports. We'll get to the score predictions a little bit later, Uh, Beth. But Beth also letting us know, I think the Uni will win Supporter Shield. We'll actually get the real Supporter Shield. Who remembers the, uh, the, the Supporter Shield we got in 2020? That wasn't the real one, but it was pretty dope, or I should say dupe in this in this instance. But yeah, man, it'd be nice to get the actual supporter shield. 
Uh, final game of the season in, against Toronto. Looks like Toronto's dead in the water. And wow, was I wrong about that one? Yikes! You know it's gonna be interesting off season for Toronto. But um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're essentially it's done. It's over. Italian's gonna save you this time, huh? Um, uh, speaking on to the brilliant and the spectacularness of the, of the union, um, this midfield has been talked about a lot throughout this this past couple of weeks, right? And especially yesterday, there was a lot of discussion about Ibrujo Martinez and you know his role and how valuable he exactly is. And it really, you know, it intrigued me. It truly intrigued me of how much people are so divided by Bruno Martinez. Me personally, I understand that El Brujo Martinez at times could be a little bit too hot-tempered out on the pitch. I think to an extent, excuse me, I think to an extent it, it helps us for sure, especially when you're getting in the minds of the other team it's bad as it is that the style of play that we play with is just so draining mentally for other opponents. But now you got this this freaking 5'7", 150-pound um, guy with blonde hair coming at you, just talking reckless. Probably can't understand him because he's probably jawing at you in Spanish unless you can understand him. And he does so much on the pitch. You know, we talked about the importance of that six rule and how much ground you have to cover. And especially defensively. And he does a great job at that. I think that the mentality that he has actually helps his team. Because when you look at the Shuttlers, right? And pre predominantly Leon Flock and Alejandro Bedoya. Allie does have a temper. But at this age, he is much, he's much more controlled than maybe even when he was 25 or 22. Leon Flock, quiet as can be. But works. He just Leon Flock allows his work ethic to speak to speak to whatever you're watching out there. And then of course you have Daniel Gazdek, who we all seen what Daniel Gazdek's turned into. MVP candidate, can score goals, can assist it, does so much for this attack here for the Philadelphia Union. Has been all the best times that you watched the Philadelphia in the Philadelphia Union history. Your Tranquilo Barnettas, your Brandon Aronsons, your 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 Marco Fabians, yes, I did say Marco Fabian. Borek Dolchkal, you name it. He seems like he's almost like literally everything in a crock pot stirred it up. There's Daniel Gazdek. That's pretty much what we've seen. And then of course you you throw in a Jack McGlynn, who's kind of been the rotational piece. You switch him in there with Leon Flock. You move Leon Flock to the six, or you just play at Rujo Martinez. And McGlynn has added a different dimension to the midfield as well because he can connect the back line to the front line. He can, uh, you, we talk about how this, this counter-attacking game, it's still prevalent with this attack and how it just takes one pass for Jack McGlynn and, boom, and two seconds later, it's a freaking goal. A chip over the line. A, th a threaded pass through the lines. He's just a smart player at such a young age. And by the way, shouts to the union, that content on Twitter today, Looking at the FIFA ratings, I've yet to see any, not the NFL, not the NBA, not the MLB, not the NHL. It, it took the MLS. I, it's the one thing you wanted to see. Like, I've heard, like, interviews, you know, like, guys in a room, you know, uh, Aaron Donald, how do you feel about your 98 rating? No, but you got dudes in a freaking weight room, and they're walking around, and you got all these teammates surrounded this board, and they're just all looking at their ratings, and they're all just clowning each other. That was beautiful content. I, I had me die. It truly had me die. And, Mar and I, I do agree with Brujo Martinez. How is Jack McGlynn 
faster than a Brujo Martinez. Can anyone answer me that? I mean, come on. How is that possible? How is that possible? Have you seen Jack McGlynn sprint? It's not the fastest. Get the job done, but it's not the fastest. A Brujo, though, dude's got some wheels. That's for sure. But bringing it all back. Every single piece of this midfield brings something to the table that is valuable and is so important. The compactness of this midfield is every, what everyone's been talking about over the past couple of years. And it's still that. It's still hard to break it down. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. I don't know if Leon's been taking one-on-one sessions with Jack McGlynn, but the dude has been much more of a contributor in the attack. Did you guys see the second goal against Orlando? The UA goal? You see that pass by Flock? I would have never thought I would have seen a, a pass like that from Leon Flock. I don't know what's going on down there, but he's improving. And that makes him even more dangerous. He's still very young, too. He's like 20. He's about to be 22. He's, I think he's 22 now. Still got a lot of room for development, man. Um, Elijah, the only team I'm worried about is Cincinnati. Really? Okay. Cincinnati got you, huh? Look, I'll say this. The two matches that we played against those guys, I do agree Noonan does have a hand on the union because he knows them better probably than they know themselves. He's a very attention to detail type of dude, kind of like Jim. But I'll say this. Playoffs are not the regular season. That goes for every sport. It's a different animal. The union have been playoff tested. And that's why I'm not worried about Cincinnati. Will it be a tough match? Of course. It's the playoffs. It's the best 14 teams. But I'm not worried about Cincinnati come playoff time. Now, they do present some obvious, you know, issues. That being the front of, 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 of uh, Cincinnati's attack. Vasquez, Brenner, and Acosta. And Brenner, what a resurrection, huh? But yeah, Elijah, I'm not worried about them in the playoffs. You know what? I welcome it. Give me Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati. What's up, Mike? We got the legend goat himself, Mike Thomas in the building. Clinch the East, clinch CCL. Let's get it! There is CCL on the dude. We're making CCL, and it, one way or the other, we're making CCL. And Mike, I'm excited because, dude, I was not able to travel. I really would love to travel for since Concacaf Champions, not the other the the, the Bozo Champions League. <laughs> Give me. A Guatemalteco team. Let's go to Panama. Let's go to Trinidad and Tobago. Dude, I want to go to some wild Central American Caribbean team. I don't, you know, if it's Liga Mackeys, it is what it is. But, dude, I want to travel with, for CCL, man. That, that should be fun, brother. That really would be fun, man. Um, Hey, what's going on? Okay. I uh, do. Beth has been watching since the first season. Shouts to you. I still remember my first Union match. I watched the Union versus Toronto in Subaru. Well, back then it was PPL Park. And that was a fun one. I remember. I, I saw it on, I think back then we were in Comcast. It wasn't even NBC Sports. It was Comcast Sportsnet. And I remember recording it. And I watched it twice. I, wa I think we we drew that match. Um, that was a fun. That was my first because like, I, I really wanted to. I, I watched glimpses of the of the first game match ever against Seattle. I think I watched like the last twenty minutes of it. Um, but the the Toronto match, I watched it twice, the full ninety twice, and the rest is history. Been loving the team since. Beth's going to Toronto. I think a lot of people are going to Toronto. I know I've already seen the college show fans in Philadelphia already talking about going to that final match. 
it is what it is. I I I, I can't be too mad about it because like I think I, I kind of understand. Like if Columbus comes in here with Cucho Hernandez, like a part of me would feel so excited because I love Cucho Hernandez. Actually, I witnessed his first goal uh, wearing the Colombian shirt in North Jersey against Costa Rica back in 2019 in the friendly. So I, I kind of get that, but it's going to be a bunch of Philadelphians who've never been to Italy, who just, you know, their parents or grandma were Italians and, and just happened to be a Milan or Roma or, 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 or Juventus fan and, and just love the national team, you know, but never been to Italy. But, and yes, I'm, I'm, I'm calling out people. Of course I'm calling out people. And, will not watch the MLS. So uh, it's going to be fun. It, it, it'll, it'll be a fun one. Um, Brian, I'm not going to that match. I am actually going to be in Arizona. Um, I've learned my lesson. So I scheduled my Eagles away match. Away match. This isn't. I scheduled my Eagles away game, not during the playoffs. Because I learned my lesson last year. I had to miss the Eastern Conference Finals because I scheduled Eagles versus Jets. And I could not sell that ticket. I could not sell that trip. It was a whole trip plan, so I couldn't get rid of that. But I learned my lesson. This year, my Eagles trip is in the regular. It's the final game, which kind of sucks. I did want to watch Lorenzo Senior. He was one of my favorite European players. Uh, but you know, we'll watch it. We'll watch it in Arizona. We'll watch it somewhere in Phoenix. Um, Leon has been killing it, Beth. Leon has been killing it. Um, TFC game is in Chester. Two away games left: ATL and Charlotte. Hey, dude, Mike, I'm excited. I would love to watch a Charlotte match. I, I think they, they, they've done something good down there. They've really kind of packed out Bank of America. Now, obviously, what was it? The, the first match was like 70 something thousand, but they still like have been putting out pretty good. I think they've what 20 plus 30,000 for a lot of these home matches. And this is like a an average to below average team. Enjoy that one, Mike. My, uh, you know, Justin's gonna be down there as well. And shout out to Justin, co-host on Duke by the River. He's currently, uh, I think he's in Atlanta now, but he's going to be down there for tomorrow's match. So if you guys are Uni fans, are gonna be down there, make sure you guys say hello to my co-host Justin Friedberg, as he's gonna be representing for all of us stupers up here in Philadelphia. All right, let's move on to the match. Atlanta. All right, three thirty. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home of Atlanta United, and for the Union, on paper, when you look at this, this is an easy win, right? Because we just won 4-1 literally four matches ago against Atlanta United. Now, here's the thing, or I think it was two matches ago. Now, here's the thing. Playing in Atlanta does change some things, and the Union, when they've had bad performances this year, has always been away from the soup. And that's like the one thing that maybe you can be concerned about. I'm not really too worried about this matchup. Uh, call me cocky, but on paper, like how does Atlanta slow this team down? Now, where if you guys remember the last match, the 4-1 victory in Subaru Park, um, Atlanta came out with some energy and came out firing. And maybe the union maybe took them a little too lightly for all of our liking. If you guys remember... Um, we went up one nothing, and then a couple minutes later, they get a goal by Andrew Koopman, which we'll talk about in a second. And it was a one-one match for 20 minutes up until the 40th minute, uh, when you got the Mikel Ua goal or Michael. Well, I keep calling him Mikel Michael Ua goal, 
that goal really changed the momentum of the match. And then you've got the two more goals in the second half. Gazdak and Harriel get Harriel got his first goal, and that was it. But Atlanta came out firing. They saw the energy that they were playing with. They brought a little bit of the high press, which led to that that first goal for Atlanta. A little bit of sloppy play by Jack Elliott, and that's the point. Like, if the Union shoot themselves in the foot, Atlanta has a chance. Any team has a chance against the Union if we're playing sloppy, we're making mistakes, and we're we're taking opponents lightly, lightly again. Now you were lucky because you were able to turn around very quickly. And again, because you have more talent than Atlanta, you're able to turn it around that quickly. Now, one thing I will say, I remember like even like two years ago, maybe even like a year ago, going to Atlanta was daunting. I used to just dread it. Oh, my God. We're going to Atlanta. I'm not looking forward to this. We're about to get killed. And then 2019 happened. I was in attendance for that one. And Brandon Aronson, his first start. He gets a goal, and I still am seeing in my head Brad Guzan just falling and falling down. <laughs> gets gets uh, a ball through his five hole. <laughs> I still remember that one. But ever since then, it, it things have changed. Obviously, he did lose the playoffs that year in Atlanta, but that was a really big building block for this team because they learned a lot down in Atlanta. They wanted to play a lot more faster, and you see the speed now with this team, with the Philadelphia Union, right? So, I I think that. Um, I think the union's talent is just going to be too much for Atlanta again. Now, Atlanta are coming in with a little bit of confidence, right? Because they are coming off of uh, back-to-back victories. They just won uh, against Orlando midweek. And then last weekend, last Saturday, um, they beat Toronto, kind of sealing the deal for Toronto as they get a hat trick by Juan Jose uh, Burata. Um, And that really did it for Atlanta, 4-2 victory. And so um, Atlanta's coming in with a little bit of confidence and playing back at home. I'm curious to see how many will be in attendance uh, in, down at the Benz to watch this matchup. And you know, you guys know, Atlanta fans don't like us. They, they make it very well known on social media. We all have been having our fair share of diet um, with, of the salty tears of Atlanta, right? They, they have, they, they think that we invented flopping, you name it. They, they have called it every name in the book towards the Philadelphia Union. So it'll be interesting to see, um, how Atlanta kind of reacts to us. But, um, you know, obviously last time the, the Andrew Gutman goal, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Gutman time he comes, uh, all the way up in the pitch. He's a left back, but you know, sometimes he, Thinks that he's a left winger <laughs> or a number nine, and he just isn't. You guys saw the goal. Uh, it was a good heads up play. It was a good block, uh, a lot of block uh, by Andre Blake, and Gutman was in the right place at the right time in Chester. And I'm curious to see how how high he'll get up because if he does, I like the possibility of Olivier Mbizo not having Bredoy on that side of taking advantage of that with some space back there. Um, you know, we'll see. You also have Almada and Gutman have really, and Araujo have really had a a good um a good partnership there. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch because the one thing I will say, and and you know, I'm picking backing off Ali's comments from midweek. Uh, <laughs> we're a really good team. I guess if you had to pick a weakness, would be the right back position. So I guess he has to pick it back up and speaking to Olivia and Baiza and Nathan Harrell, but it is true. You look at this team, not many weaknesses. Obviously, you have the best goalkeeper in the MLS. You have one of the best, if not the best. You know, I'll say it is the best back line in the MLS. Um, you know, Wagner, Glazes, and Elliott are all-stars or all-star potential. 
You have one of the best midfielders fields, I should say. You know, it's really hard to break them down. And then obviously you see what the, the forward unit's doing right now. So the right back position is definitely the weakest point of this team. And it has been exploited. It was exploited against Atlanta last time. Remember Wiley putting uh, Olivier Mbizo in a little bit of a blender, and I'm expecting Mbizo to start again in this one. So I would like to see if Atlanta can exploit that. I don't think they will because, I mean, Pineda and Atlanta's lost cause at this point. But I would like to see if they can exploit that. But at the end of the day, Atlanta is going to come in here or going to come in this match and are going to try to... I think they're going to try to do the same game plan. They're going to go full force. They're going to bring the energy. They're desperate. They're still fighting for playoffs. There's a good chance that they'll make it. But I think that they're going to keep fighting. I want to see the Union have a dominant performance away from the soup. We've seen it happen in the soup, but do it away from the soup. I mean, there's a there is a good there's a high chance that the Eastern Conference and the MLS in general might have to run through Chester. But it's not an excuse. You still want to take care of business down Atlanta. And I want to see this attack in that in that uh, Astro turf like what is it? Artificial turf? Artificial grass? I don't know what you whatever you call it. But it makes the game a lot more faster. And for Gaza Caranza and Ua who've been playing very fast throughout the season, oh, I am going to be chomping at the bit watching that. Watch those guys just moving at the speed of light. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the lineup will stay the same. L, uh Blake in goal, Wagner, Glesnes, Elliott, and Mbizo. Flock, uh, Flock at the left, Ibrahim at the six, Ali at the right, or Will Ali. I think Ali. Ali's been practicing. Now, obviously, we saw the groin issue last week against Orlando. Jim mentioned that he does seem fine, so he should be ready to go for this one. So I would expect Ali to play at the right. I obviously wouldn't mind him sitting because I like giving as much rest as possible to Alan Bedoya. And then, of course, Daniel Gattin with Mikaua and Julian Kansa as your two forwards. Let's see here. Uh, Mike Thomas, opening the upper upper bowl for the game against the Union. Ooh, I, think, I think we're talking about Bank of America. They definitely should because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Union fans down there. It's crazy. We, do, we used to not travel. Now we travel in bunches, man. I want Yosef flipping tables and frustrations after we spanked them. Yo, Yosef has been very, very, very vocal. We all saw the suspension that he had um, after getting into it with uh, Gonzalo Pineda. And, you know, we talked about on Duke by the River. Atlanta needs to just move on from that 2018 team. That means Joseph needs to leave. That means Carlos Bocanegra and the, the FO needs to leave as well. Um, but, yeah, probably be the last time we'll see Joseph Martinez in Atlanta uh, United uniform going up against us. So it should be fun. Um, who's your favorite person you've interviewed on dupe by the river? Um, it's a tough one. We had some good ones on there. I have to go. Seba. Seba was a lot of fun and it was just, I, I grew up idolizing this guy. Right. And I get him on and he's the most down to earth dude that there is. And he had so many great stories of those early days of the union. Definitely check it out, guys. It was a lot of fun. Um, Max Bredos was a lot of fun too. Um, having him on someone again that I, I looked up to growing up, watching him on Sports Center every day, and then having him on the show was really fun as well. But we have a lot of we've had a lot of good ones. We had Leon Flock on as well. Um, all the content creators from around the country, um, and, and Canada as well, who cover these MLS clubs have been really great as well. But I probably have to go Sebo. That's a good question, Beth. I appreciate that. I probably have to go Sebo. All right, let's uh let's close this out because we're over the 30 minute mark. 
Um, my prediction, I believe that the Union will get the dub easily. Uh, I don't think it'll be a 5 nothing spanking. I do think that Atlanta will make it a tough game, but I think that in the end, um, also, no Rios Novos as well for Atlanta. They actually have uh, moved on from the poor kid. It's been tough. You know, have to replace one of the greats in Atlanta history and, and Brad Gudan, but they have a Raul Gudino, a 26-year-old from Guadalajara, uh, who has been getting the last couple starts, and we'll see uh, how good he will be. I mean, hopefully he knows how to track a long ball better than than Rios Novos, but that should be a big one. But I got a 4-2 victory here for the Union. I think four goals, especially in the Benz, I think it's great. Uh, it's a great situation for the Union, so I got them in a 4-2 victory. You guys let me know in the comments who you how the your score prediction. Um, I'll, we'll be reading those as well. But guys, it's going to do it for today's Union Match Preview. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you guys enjoyed today's content, make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. You can watch this and listen to this wherever you stream podcasts. Find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Oin Philly Sports. Of course, a reminder, we were sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code Parcelo Philly at the checkout page for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do ball. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>